it's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on The Bridge Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are so grateful that you have joined us today. My name is Coach Carrie Brinkader, and I'm in studio with my amazing co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. And we have an amazing program scheduled for you guys today. Um, current events. You know, a lot of times we talk about uh, just, we, we have teaching programs. We interview a lot of people. Um, today, current events, Israel, we have an amazing guest with us, and we're excited to introduce him here in just a few minutes. Um, hello, Kathy and Marlene. How are you guys today? Great to see you. Great, Coach Carrie. I'm so excited to be discussing this program today, Israel, the apple of God's eye. And we have an incredible guest who we're going to introduce in just a moment. You know, the Bible says unconditionally, whoever blesses Israel will be blessed. Whoever curses Israel will be cursed. And if you're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on, there's so much disinformation. Today, Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of give it to you straight and help you understand a little bit of the history and what's going on, what is going on present day, why you should be concerned, why you should be praying through this and uh, where we need to stand firm. Absolutely. Marlene. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it was an adventurous drive-in. I hope you ladies. Oh uh, my! Yeah. It was definitely an adventurous drive-in, as always. But we made it. We're we, here. we live about an hour from the studio, Boris, and so um, that was why I said that. It was pretty <laughs> interesting. 35 can be treacherous for sure. Absolutely. Well, friends, I keep getting great feedback on our program from last week. Um, Listening friends, you know that we have our podcast. You can find us at Love Talk. That's all one word on Apple, Spotify, your favorite place to listen to podcasts. And last week we had on Brian and Cheryl Smith. They, um, They organized over the last 10 years a luncheon at uh, the local university, Southwestern University, and they were just absolutely delightful. And uh, they have 700 students that come through Monday chunch, church lunch. (laughs) And it was just a great program. So I'd encourage you to go back to the archives, catch that program and any others that you might have missed. It's so easy. You just click download and there it is. It's right there. For your listening pleasure. You know, if you ever want to search and find a program where you Mm -hmm. say, look, I know that they interviewed Jeremy Story. I know they interviewed X person. You can actually go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com, type in your search word, and it'll pop right up for you there. I bet today's program will be one of our, yes. our most downloaded programs um, in the history of Love Talk. And so, Marlene, you, you've um, this this topic has been heavy on all of our hearts, the topic of Israel and what's going on. And like Kathy said, there's so much disinformation. Kathy has college students. I have college students. Um, and they're really searching for the truth. And so I'm excited about what we have going on today. I am as well. And and you already have really phrased it that, that with each Love Talk program, we really strive to share truths and do something that's uplifting and that will draw our listeners deeper into the Lord. And um, and you mentioned Chunch. That was a fun, fun program. It was, yeah. This one's not not I wouldn't classify it as fun. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. our our desire is that you spend uh, time with us on Love Talk, and that that time causes you to glean something that will 
make your tomorrow or your your tomorrow's tomorrow better and brighter and overflowing with joy. Mm-hmm. Today, though, will be a little different because our world is different. Mm-hmm. Um, on October 7th, the nation of Israel was brutally attacked by terrorists. The slaughter and the kidnapping of innocent children, women, and entire families was horrific. For all of those who love Israel, the grief and the pain are profound. Even for God himself, I believe, that he Mm -hmm. is in mourning as only God can be in mourning. Mm -hmm. Uh, For Zechariah chapter 2, it makes it very clear that God is unequivocally devoted to Israel and that whoever touches Israel touches the apple of God's eye. So today we have a special guest from Washington, D.C. He's help us. He's here to help us understand what happened and how is how we as Christians can help. Well, you know, and I love the Bible verses that you've established okay. for this mm-hmm. program straight out of Deuteronomy 33:29. Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. Mm-hmm. He is your shield and helper and your glorious sword. Your enemies will cower before you. You will tread on their heights. And so, friends, I even encourage you that as you lift up Israel in prayer, watch what is going on. Be aware of what is going on and watch God's hand at work. There's so many scriptures. Zechariah 12, 1 through 5. The Lord, who stretches out the heavens, who lays the foundation of the earth, and who forms the human spirit without a person, declares, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem. On that day, when all the nations of the earth are gathered against her, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations. All who try to move it will injure themselves. On that day, I will strike every horse with panic and its rider with madness, declares the Lord. I will keep a watchful eye over Judah, but I will blind all the horses of the nations. Then the clans of Judah will say in their hearts, The people of Jerusalem are strong because the Lord Almighty is their God. I don't think you can read that scripture without 100% believing that this is prophetic and um, that what is going on right now, we should all be standing up, taking notice, and really seeking the truth about um, everything that's occurring over there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, wow, it's a lot. It's a lot, Marlene. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. You have a couple of other verses there. Well, I love the one, Psalm 121.4. It says, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So you can bet mm-hmm. God is, He. there is nothing that he is missing <clears throat> and he is um, active. And uh, again, I just think, watch what is happening. Be aware. Be yeah. in prayer. Help where you can correct the fault that the, the deception and speak truth over what is happening and watch what the, what God does. Well, I'm excited about today because I, you know, I don't have a history and a background like you do, Kathy, with, um, you know, a, a really deep-rooted Jewish family who's actually, if your ancestors are from um, Russia, and um, you have a rabbi in your family history. Um, Amos 9.15, I'll read this one, and then uh, Marlene can get right into introducing our guest. I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land that I have given them, says the Lord. Marlene, our guest. Amen. That is such a promise from God, and I hope that um, 
our guests can take comfort from it, and and as well as all those who love Israel. Our guest is Boris Zilberman, who is the Director of Public Policy and Strategy for the Christians United for Israel Action Fund. And there he focuses on the organization's governmental outreach, policy development, and political operations. He previously served as Deputy Director of Congressional Relations at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. That's the um, short term in uh, D.C. is FDD, where he worked on a range of issues encompassing forest foreign affairs, defense, cyber-enabled economic warfare, and as part of FDD's Center for Economic and Financial Power, he focused on the evolving financial and strategic developments in the U.S. and Russia relationships. Prior to joining FDD, uh, Boris spent five years working as manager of defense programs in the Policy and Government Affairs Department at the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee. Uh, Boris holds an MA from in Global Security Studies from John Hopkins University and a BA in Political Science from the University of Alabama, and he is fluent in Russia, Russian. So welcome, Boris, and um, welcome to Love Talk, and thank you for being here. I know your time is really valuable, but we need you to help us understand mm-hmm. what's happening in Israel and really all over the world right now. It's uh, because what happens in Israel, I think, affects the entire world and mm-hmm. all the nations. Mm-hmm. So um, jump in and and. Uh, Let's start this program. Well, and I'd love, Boris, for you to tell us a little bit about your family background um, before even Washington, D.C. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And thank you for those Bible verses. I think very important. And there's there's a quote I've been thinking about a lot. And certainly it kind of uh, rang true when I when Marlene uh, reached out and the show is called Love Talk. Um, And it's a quote from Eli Wazow. He's a. Uh, he was a Holocaust survivor, a prolific uh, author of the uh, famous book called Night. Um, and the, the quote is, uh, the, opposite of lo- the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Um, oh. So thank you uh, to you all for not being indifferent and for your listeners uh, for listening and not being indifferent because um, in times like this, that is the difference between good and evil. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Boris, can you help us understand the events on October 7th. Let's just start there. Set the scene kind of from the beginning. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and on, as far as family background, uh, I was born in the Soviet Union. We came over um, uh, before the fall, uh, moved to the United States, um, grew up in uh, Ohio, went to the University of Alabama, uh, was always obviously felt felt these issues uh, personally, um, being part of that experience of kind of moving countries, seeing that country uh, no longer exist, uh, thankfully, mm-hmm. um, in that presence, even though there's a, a separate conversation of how much, not much has changed um, <laughs> right. for, for, right. the, for the worse. Um, but the, the scene setter here is um, Hamas, uh, obviously, attacking um, Israel. You have over 1,400 Israelis dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, as part of that, 30-plus Americans um, you have 3,700 Israelis wounded. You know, we'll start with that with the October uh, 7th at about 6.30 in the morning. Uh, it was on a Saturday, the Jewish Sabbath. It was also a holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mm-hmm. an unprecedented attack, air, land, and sea, um, where 
Hamas, a U.S. designated, European designated terrorist organization, um, infiltrated into Israel from Gaza. They broke through, you know, 20, 20 to 30 plus uh, points in the security fence barriers that they have. They use paragliders uh, to, to fly into uh, the villages on the on the border, uh, belts, etc. So it was a very well planned, um, you know, very well executed um, plan that they've clearly been working on. This was not kind of a spur of the moment thing. Um, this is a unprecedented attack um, on Israeli civilians. I mean, this is really, you're talking about Israeli civilians. This is not, you know, while they did uh, target some of the uh, military border posts, there's bases down there. They attack those where you have a lot of conscripts. Um, the, obviously, the, the largest uh, loss of life was in these kibbutzes, which are small villages mm. uh, kind of on, on, on the border. Um, and so Hamas, this is Hamas's um, MO, right? They were they were founded in the late 80s in their charger, char, charter, in their preamble. Um, they are based on the destruction of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that is their um, prime objective, basically. Um, and you've had in the you know decades since then um, you know, suicide bombings, um, other attacks, uh, bus bombings. Um, over the past 10 years, obviously, the kind of the biggest advent has been all these rockets and missiles that they kind of, with some regularity, fire into Israel. Um, but this was really the first, you know, invasion um, where you had the largest loss of life, single single loss of life of Jews since the Holocaust, uh-huh. which is which is staggering. Um, and and to put it in perspective, uh, 1,400 Israelis is you know, it's like around 40,000 Americans, um, if you look at just, wow. you know, pro- proportional numbers to uh, amount of citizens. Yeah, I um, was thinking about that when you said 1,400. I was thinking, how does that compare to 9-11 here? And you just answered that. So that would be the equivalent of 40,000 here in America. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about a number of 9-11s. And yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you see a lot of moral, you know, folks trying to make moral equivalents now between Hamas and Israel and so on. And I, I ask people, what, 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 would, what would America do if you had, forget 40,000, um, 1,400, you know, terrorists coming across the border to San Antonio and killing 1,400 Texans? That, right. What would the American response to? It, it, would, it would be overwhelming, and I don't think anybody would question it. Boris, right. I, I think that this this is overwhelming. We are going to have to go to break to to hear from our sponsors um, and wrap up this first segment. Um, friends, you are going to want to hear. Uh, join us for our next segment as we talk more with Boris to have him help us understand uh, the history of this, what is going on now, and the truth behind. Uh, these events. Uh, We're going to hear from our sponsors, friends. Uh, Join us. Stick with us for more Love Talk right after this. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. 
If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future. And we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And welcome, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin. Today's Christian Talk. We are talking about Israel today, the apple of God's eye. We have special guest Boris Zilberman, friends, just to bring us up to date, to share truth with you about what is going on, to share truth with you about the history of this relationship. You're seeing so many words of deception and falsehood in the media right now. And so, friends, we're just stepping into this space and sharing the truth with you about what is happening in Israel. What is this conflict, as they call it? Um, and I, just to bring you up to date, on October 7th at approximately 6.30 in the morning, uh, Hamas launched a, uh, a, a planned terrorist attack, terrorist attack <laughs> yeah. unprecedented, against Israel, where it was a land mm-hmm. and sea attack infiltrated, uh, there was a land attack infiltrated through Gaza. There were paragliders that came into civilian areas. So we're not talking about just against military bases, but against civilians. We have now seen a single largest loss of life of Jews since the Holocaust. We have lost 1,400 Israeli citizens, which equates roughly to about 40,000 Americans, if you look at this proportionally. So, friends, when you're thinking about what this, oh, this little blip on media that's happening right now or or, or whatever, we're talking about 9-11 times like 10, right? 9-11 times 10. Yeah. So and, and, and so when you are thinking about what should Israel do, well, friends, I would like you to ask yourself, what would America have done on mm-hmm. 9-11 if we had been talking about 10 times the loss of life of U.S. citizens with no warning whatsoever? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so we are getting into this. Boris Zilberman, we're so grateful to have him with us. He is the Director of Public Policy and Strategy for the Christian United for Israel Action Fund. He focuses on the organizational's governmental outreach, 
policy development, political operations, just a vast background. Mm -hmm. And uh, Boris, welcome to Love Talk. We just uh, thank you so much for having this conversation with us today. Thank you for having me here. Boris, I I would like to ask the question. uh, You've told us who Hamas is, uh, but Mm -hmm. what is the... um, I mean, they only started, I think you said, in the 80s. So they're a yeah, new 87. group. Why is there so much anger uh, in this group, which you said was an Egyptian Muslim offshoot? Um, Muslim, yeah, Muslim Brotherhood is a, right. is a kind of a extremist uh, movement within the kind of Middle East Muslim um majority countries and they are an offshoot of that that is even more radicalized um and they i think important here is how they came to power in gaza you know the israelis um pulled out of gaza in 2005 and this and this is also why it's important that got that hamas is not pro-palestinian right they're they're as much as anti-palestinian um there's much you guys, I don't know. I don't know yeah, happened. we yeah we um, lived there. They're as much anti-Palestinian yeah. as okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And so they, once the Israelis pulled out in 2005, there was a bloody civil war in Gaza between uh, Hamas and Fatah. Fatah is the is the Palestinian Authority, basically the um, the Palestinians that run the West Bank, um, and they had you know they had their own faction in Gaza. There's other factions too, but Fatah and Hamas at that time were the two biggest factions. So Israelis put out in 2005. They disengaged. Um, there were you know parliamentary elections, as you know, uh, as we can say technically, but people were getting thrown off the top of buildings. So. To say they were free and fair is uh, would, would be a, would be incorrect. Um, but so there was a bloody civil war, and by 2007, Hamas had full control uh, of, of of Gaza, um, and they were able to then basically follow through on their covenant, right? To, or at least to attempt to follow through on their covenant, on their preamble that they exist basically for the destruction of Israel. It's not for a Palestinian state. It's not for a two-state solution. It's not for Anything but the destruction of the Jews, um, you know, when they, when, fo- you know, pro-Palestinian protesters say from the river to the sea, what that really means is all the Jews, all the Israelis that live in Israel are gone. Wow. Uh, and Hamas is the one that tries to bring that vision to, to fruition. Well, and just to be clear with you, too, you say it, this isn't about a two-state solution. Israel has come to the table multiple times offering generous two-state solution provisions and has been rejected every single time. So as you say, they're not for the Palestinian people. The only thing they want is the complete annihilation and destruction of Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw, and, and, you know, I unfortunately watched most of the videos and watched most of the evidence because, you know, I you know, understand having, having family that was uh, killed in the Holocaust, um, I always wondered how how could it be that people deny it or people didn't believe it at the time. Certainly, you still have Holocaust deniers now, and you see it now when you have these, you know, images in almost real time videos of of um, kids' rooms bloodied, um, families being massacred in front of each other, uh, bodies burned, uh, tortured, raped. Um, you know, the hostages they range from a few months old to ladies in their 80s. You know. Just, you know, if there's 
if there's a face of evil, it's this. I mean, there's this is just unbridled evil, and there's no there's no trying to well put let's put this into context, right? Like, let's mm-hmm. do well, what what are their issues? Their issues. This is this is an evil evil organization that is that butchered and slaughtered um, innocent life in just the most horrific possible ways that one could imagine. Um, well, and there's not, there's not it's not a negotiating partner basically. Right. You know, people think, oh, well, we, we should just talk to them. Well, no, they don't want to talk. They Their whole, like you said, their covenant is to kill. And so they will use someone as a human shield in order to kill someone, in order to kill a Jew or an Israeli. They will sacrifice themselves in order to kill. There's no negotiating. Um, and I think that's really hard to wrap our heads around, honestly, yeah. that they're just pure evil. Um, well, it is wow. because, I mean, what is the justification for annihilating an entire country? I mean, every mm-hmm. every person in it. I mean, is there one? Do they have that, Boris? No, no, it, 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 they don't. And the other thing, too, is just how they treat Palestinians in Gaza, right? They're not – they're siphoning off any sort of humanitarian assistance uh, when the Israelis international community have provided, you know, just basic building materials, um, they use that and make rockets with it. There was a good video that Hamas themselves put out where they're cutting up water. Why don't they? Have, they seem to run out of everything except for rockets and missiles. Right. So why? Why is that? Right. They have infinite rockets, apparently, but they're running out of water. And Hamas themselves put out a video of them cutting up water pipes to use the pipes for rockets and missiles. Uh, so it's they they're. You know, even even the Palestinians that are among them, uh, that may hate Israel, right? They're as though, if they're not committed to their destruction in this kind of most fanatical way, um, they're their enemies too. Um, and you, you saw that during their their civil war, um, and you see that between Hamas and Fatah in the West Bank now too, where you have folks that are you know certainly not friends of Israel, but they are fighting amongst themselves for the who's you know, the prize of who's the most radical, who can who can deliver on the destruction of Israel faster. You know, I would like you to address kind of two false stories uh, that are uh, out there with kind of a, just a, a very bent perspective, a bent twi- they twist things so well. Um, there is a Palestinian attorney in Dallas, uh, educated in the United States, and now calls herself the prosecutor of America. And she's, you know, kind of put out on social media that uh, Israel is starving to death two million Palestinians by locking them into Gaza and giving them no way out. And there's the a second thing um, that is a misinformation that is out there is that Israel are a bunch of colonizers who have come into this land um, that was um, – you know, kind of civilized by some of the, you know, the Palestinians, and yet Israel has come in as colonizers. Could you address those two uh, bits of misinformation for us? That's and now, friends, we want to let you know if there's part of this program that you are missing that you, you're like, oh, I want to get those, those details and facts again. This program is also re-aired Sunday at 8 p.m. So Love Talk airs Saturdays at 10 a.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. So, uh, you know, we'd love to have you join us in both of those spots. Okay, I think we have Boris back. Are you there, Boris? I'm not sure about the Dow situation, but as far as uh, the – quote-unquote hospital bombing yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah so that was 
pretty quickly between the Israeli Defense Forces, U.S. intelligence. Um, you know, this was it's one of these things where you had the international media and other folks question the Israelis about whether or not the heads of babies were actually cut off. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't matter that they were otherwise killed or burned. Um, and they kind of were, were very cautious with that. They immediately, uh, here in this instance, immediately ran with a story that the Israelis bombed this hospital. It became pretty clear um, pretty quick with pictures, satellite imagery, videos, because obviously everybody, you know, Al Jazeera is in Gaza, and even Al Jazeera reporters at that time started to question it pretty quickly. Uh, but then obviously the President Biden went there. They did more uh, examination of this. And finally yesterday um, you had the intelligence community, uh, bipartisan on the Hill, the Senate and House intelligence community, President Biden, the Pentagon, DOD, um, all come out and say this, the, 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 what the Israelis said is true. I mean, here's the evidence. It's, there's, it's not like something happened somewhere and nobody saw it. There's video evidence. You saw um, this parking lot of the hospital. Uh, there was no crater there. It clearly was a failed uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad. It's another radical group there, Iranian-backed. Um, both Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad get most of their financing, um, weapons, etc., um, from Iran. Um, and so one of these missiles or rockets failed and fell on this parking lot area next to the hospital. It's also fairly thing now disputed. You know, they initially the uh, quote unquote Palestinian health ministry, which is Hamas run. So it's not it's not really a credible source. And that's what all the international media, New York Times, BBC ran with, you know, uh, Hamas organization as uh, as their news as their news source and ran it as a credible story. Um, you know that they said 500 were dead. The most recent reports were saying they're not even sure if it was 50. Mm -hmm. um, failed rocket attack from that failed and fell on this uh, parking uh, parking area next to the hospital. Um, and okay. so that's that's one of those things that's been debunked, but. You know, lies, especially in the social media news world, um, have a lot of legs uh, for many more days than you know when you when you correct it. Um, yeah, can, can we're gonna, we're going to lose time quickly because I can see this is going to go. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody has a bunch of questions, so I want to ask, what do you see Israel do doing in response moving forward, and how is how are the other nations? across the world um, are helping, not helping? What, what, is, what is their position? Well, I think that, uh, the president is rolling out a aid package uh, today um, in the billions uh, to Israel um, because it looks like, uh, you know, certainly the Israelis are prepared and seems like any day now will go into Gaza in a ground invasion. It's yet to be seen what the scope of that is. Are they going to stay? Is it going to be limited? Um, that that's that's one part of the equation. I think that the bigger part of the equation that kind of weighs heavier on my mind is what happens on the northern front. There, since October seventh, there have been consistent skirmishes with Hezbollah in southern Lebanon, um, where they fired anti -tank, anti tank uh, missiles, rockets. They've tried to infiltrate the northern border, um, and Hezbollah is a much different beast than Hamas in terms of amount of fighters, military capacity. They've got something like 165,000 rockets and missiles mm. pointed mm -hmm. at Israel. Um, 
you know, better equipped, better manned, and obviously have a whole country that they control, basically, in Lebanon, mm-hmm. uh, that they can hide and, 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 and fight. Um, and so that northern front is, is, is dangerous, specifically also because you have the northern part of Israel is tends to be the, pop, the population center, but is also very much the economic base for the country. Um, that's where the factories are. So it's going to be a much, um, it's, it turns from a, and what's happening in Gaza is existential too, but it becomes a really existential war if you are fighting a two-front war for Israel. Israel is literally fighting for its survival if you have a two-front war um, with Hezbollah and Iran being obviously involved. And that's why the U.S. has moved two carrier groups into the Eastern Med uh, to try to signal that that's, uh, to, not, to not go that route for Iran. Well, you just said something that Israel is literally fighting for their life, and that and that's true. I mean, I think uh, even it's not that they're fighting for territory; they're fighting just to live. Yeah. And I think people need to really understand that. And um, I know that um, there's well, any other countries? Are there any other countries that are have voiced support for Israel at this point? No, certainly. I mean, the most NATO member countries, uh, countries in the EU, the British prime ministers in Israel today, um, the German prime minister, I think, was there yesterday. They've been in regular contact. The French. So most of our European allies have been uh, have been quite good. The Indians have been have been good in voicing support. Um, but it's more again, we're seeing that same axis. Who are who are, who are the folks that are who are the state sponsors for Hamas, right? It's obviously the Iranians, they're the bulk, uh, but most of the Hamas political leadership reside, and, and some of their fighters reside both in Turkey and Qatar. Um, and so uh, you see Iran, Russia, Russia and Iran have obviously been very uh, close, um, and Iran has been supporting Russia's war in Ukraine, um, and you, the Russians were one of the first folks to come out and try to defend uh, Hamas uh, after this attack. Um, they have... You know, Putin and, and, the, and the Russians host Hamas leaders in uh, Moscow. Uh, Erdogan in Turkey does the same. Uh, so while there's a, there's there's a you know a good constellation of countries that are supporting Israel. It's these countries that are um, materially and politically and otherwise supporting Hamas and Hezbollah um, that are that are the bigger worry um, because you know the U.S. has bases in Qatar. We have bases in Turkey. Turkey's in you know, by by, by uh, officially a member of NATO, not a very good one, mm. uh, but a member of NATO. And so this this that's kind of been more my focus um, is is these countries that are clearly at this time of um, great instability and, and threat for Israel are fanning the flames of war. Right. Um, and it's uh, and it's troubling. So you know, statements are good. There's been a lot of great statements, but action is what is needed um and so the, the 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 u.s is moving forward it'd be good to see um our european allies take a stronger um stronger stance not just in words but in deeds as well and supporting israel and but again countering the irgc right there's been a big debate in europe about um designating the irgc it's their the iranian military um they're the ones that really pro- proliferate terrorism across the middle east uh, we've designated them um but but uh, the Brits and others have not. And so there's things we could be doing that we're not. You, you mentioned what is needed. And um, that that term reminds me again that um, I w- 
my my priority for this program is for you to tell us as Christians, since you work also for a Christian organization, what does Israel need? What can we do as individuals? Um, and that, I think, is what pretty much everybody is asking, those who love Israel. What can we as individuals do? Yeah, so I, I, there's there's a few things. There's there's the first one, and the, this the kind of the need part is uh, humanitarian assistance, financial, right? If you go to cufi.org, we have an emergency appeal. All 100% of the um, donations go to Israeli first responder groups like Magin Davida Dome. Folks can obviously give directly to 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 Israeli organizations that are on the front line supporting the, uh, the military, supporting. Um, Internally displaced people. There's something like 200,000 internally displaced Israelis now because um, the IDF has obviously uh, moved folks farther away from Gaza, um, and so there's a, a number of uh, a large number of Israelis that are now displaced. That number is going to go up if the Northern Front uh, is, is becomes a lot more active, um, and so there's there's certainly the financial aspect of helping and donating and, and I know talking to fo- some folks some some medical personnel are going over and um, and do, you know giving their giving their time and effort um, uh, so so there's you know Kufi there's lots of other organizations that are helping to make sure that Israelis have the resources obviously the US government is on the front lines as far as prov- making sure they have the ammunition the missiles the iron dome life-saving iron dome interceptors that ensure that Israeli cities are as safe as possible from incoming uh, missile and rocket fire. Um, so th- those are the things. But really the thing I want to stress uh, for, for regular everyday folks is there's a war for hearts and minds out there, right? Mm. You, and that's I go back to the quote I started about being indifferent, you know, um, and loving thy neighbor, right? And so if your neighbor's in trouble, if you've got um, friends that – that they don't know, they don't know kind of how to express themselves. That folks that that care about this, you know, this battle for hearts and minds is happening in social media, um, in at, at church, at uh, your local coffee place, um, and being um, standing up for what's right, basically. Whether it's posting something on your Instagram or Facebook in support and getting getting accurate information out, like like this bombing, uh, the, you know this failed rocket um, that hit the hospital, Um, you know, getting the right information out, getting uh, the stories out of the victims, um, of the hostages, right? You have 199 hostages with a couple dozen of them, at least Americans, and continue to pound kind of um, the information media space on this issue that, hey, this is, this is ongoing and, Israel is right here. They are defending themselves. They are fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the regular person can do is, is, is stand with Israel in a public way. I think that's really important. Boris, where can we go to get truthful information? Yeah. Is there a website? Is you know where where can we go to get truthful updates? Yeah, folks can sign up for the uh, daily news um, that Kufi, you know, puts out at kufi.org, cufi.org. We have we put out an aggregate of uh, kind of trustworthy stories um, for, from the Middle East uh, dealing with this. Um, that 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 is one place. Obviously, any of the CUFI social media um, 
we're actively, you know, around the clock posting things basically. Um, but there's also good, there's reliable sources from Israel that are in English. Timesofisrael.com, I think, is one of the best sources uh, for the average person to go where they have kind of a live blog of running stories um, or Jerusalem Post. So there's there, there, there are sources um, out there, um, but it's it's important for people to think critically and and uh when they see the you know new york times reporting something and it's their main source is the palestinian health ministry in gaza which is hamas they should take a beat and wait for more information to come out well you know Mm -hmm. i agree we need to be able to think clearly it's just like this story that israel is starving to death two million palestinians by locking them in gaza well Israel is not locking Palestinians in Gaza. Israel has been forced to close the border there and not allow any Mm -hmm. terrorists across. And it is Hamas and the Palestinian government that is giving these people no way out. So I agree. We need to think critically. Right. Boris, any last words for us before you have to head out? I would just add to that is... You, one of the there's a lot of tragedies here, but one of the tragedies is some of the folks that have been taken hostage, have been reading their stories, are some of the most pro-Palestinian. One of the older ladies um, um, is a peace activist that regularly takes Palestinians from Gaza for just medical appointments in Israel to, mm-hmm. to hospitals or whatever, just to get to get care. And Hamas has taken her hostage, and so you know it's it. it it's very tragic on on many levels, obviously both for all the Israelis, but then for you know those folks that don't agree with Hamas, uh, there's 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 no no way out for them because Hamas is the one responsible for all of this. You know, Hamas, if they cared about Palestinians, would have not done this attack because clearly they knew what the response would be from any any modern civilized country to such an unprecedented uh, slaughter of their yeah. people. Right. Well, Boris Zilberman, we sure do appreciate your time today. Um, And, friends, we have one more segment left on Love Talk. We're going to have to say goodbye to Boris. Thank you so much for helping us kind of parse some of this out. Boris, thank you for your work, and we appreciate your time on Love Talk. Friends, we'll be right back with you right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. 
Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio with Marlene McMichael and Kathy Enderbrock. Wow, um, what a what a wonderful guest, Boris Zilberman um, from uh, DC Station. Uh, Station, he lives there in DC, works there, um, and is the director of public policy and strategy for Christians United for Israel. Action Fund, which is the CUFI, and you heard that referenced several times in the last couple of segments. Ladies, I I think one of the things, I mean, Boris said so many things that struck me. We all have copious notes here, but several things that are really on my heart is that there's 199 hostages. I mean, estimated, I I think they they have pretty much... um, the intel says 199 hostages are being held. That's uh, Israelis as well as Boris said, probably a couple dozen Americans. Yeah, um, and not soldiers. It's not like they've no, taken soldiers it's just, hostage. It's people, you children, know? and it's children. And he he told us about about one of those. And that Boris also said this is a war for hearts and minds. Um, those those two things are weighing on me pretty heavily. Yeah. The, uh, regarding the hostages, you can go places and find the names of those hostages. And uh, one group is promoting that you write the name, pick a hostage, write the name on your hand. Mm-hmm. And every time you look at it, you pray for that hostage. So mm-hmm. as Christians, I think that's a wonderful thing to do. And I actually did that while the name's worn off my hand. But I'm praying for Clara. And I, I prayed for her on the way in this morning to the radio station. And, and it's, it's very real to me. I, I am standing in the gap, Clara. And there are other names and you can pick yours. And so I do encourage people to pray individually that way. Mm, it's a great, it's a great idea. You know, as we think about this being a war for hearts and minds, you know, Marlene, you've said over and over again, how can a, a human, a person with a heart and a soul get to the point where they want to absolutely annihilate another people group, that they hate them so much that they want to kill all of them? And it's so foreign, you know, to to me to think, to even fathom that. But our producer today, Dave, he, he made a couple of good points here. He said, you know what? Satan 
hates God. He hates God because he will never be God. He is just an angel. A fallen angel. A fallen angel (laughs) who wants to do whatever he can to eradicate what God loves. And God loves the Jewish people. So this, it, it, it's sad, but that kind of makes sense now, how a person's heart can become so cold and dark toward a, a people group. Um, well, and I mean, the Jewish people is the lineage of Jesus Christ, our Savior, yeah. right? The Son of God that was sent into the world because God loved us so much that Jesus Christ came into the world to um, die for our sins, to forgive us our sins. And and so I think that, you know, it's like not only could, if Satan destroys the Jewish people, not only does he destroy the apple of God's eye, but he, like, destroys even, like, the lineage that Christ came from. I can, can you imagine if, if your entire family was murdered? And I mean, I just think of like Russian mafia. They say, oh, not only will I kill you, I'm going to kill your mother. I'm going to kill your father. I'm going to kill all of your cousins and aunts and uncles and all like that. Well, that mm-hmm. is the mentality here that the enemy is using. He's like, okay, I can't touch Jesus, right? He's God. He is the son of God. I wasn't able to prevent his birth. I wasn't able to prevent, you know, how he, his, his resurrection and um, his his sacrifice of his life being acceptable to God uh, to just cleanse the sins of the world for everyone who would believe in him and believe who he was and confess his name. Satan couldn't prevent any of that. And so I think Satan is out to destroy everything he can destroy. And what gets me is that there are those who are so deceived that they are working for the enemy, believing that they are working for God or Allah, right? And so one of the things that struck me that Boris said was that, oh, Hamas is not interested in any negotiation. Hamas's founding documents are founded on the complete destruction of Israel. So we are not looking at for we we are not this is not about a, a group that is like oh we're displaced and we just we just want a you know a little bit more territory or we just want a little bit more for our people. No, they don't care about their no, people. They no. only care about the destruction of Israel. Yeah, no, that it's 100% true. And you know Boris gave us uh, several great resources where we yes. can go and get up-to-date information and intelligence um, coming right out of Israel. CUFI.org is his organization that he works for. And I want to make sure I get that name right. The Christians United for Israel, C-U-F-I. Um, and they that that's their website.org. They send out daily news. I guess right. you can get that through your email. Probably. I think you can perhaps subscribe, subscribe to a newsletter. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure on that, but, but at least that is a source of information that you can trust. Well, and there's the, this one that I love is all israel.com just all israel.com and um just incredible just good information about everything that is going on there and for those of you who know the speaker um ben shapiro he did this really great you can find this on youtube um and it's all about the history of this conflict in the Middle East between these Muslim countries and Israel. And if you just go to um, YouTube and you type in 
Ben Shapiro the truth about the Israel-Palestinian conflict. Um, and it's like a 39-minute comprehensive history, and it's fantastic. You know, and I'll, I'll add one more, and yeah. that was uh, timesofisrael.com, which yeah. comes straight out of Israel. I um, This is just absolutely real time. Um, we When we got on with Boris today and taped this program, uh, we asked if anything had happened overnight, and uh, he said, no, nothing new. And then I just went to Twitter, or what's now known as X, <laughs> right? Um, and you can go to Christians United for Israel and uh, start following them on Twitter and on Instagram as well. But, you know, I, I, I think Twitter is the most up-to-date for news. Just said heavy uh, bandage of rockets fired at Israel from Lebanon, which is exactly what he was just talking about. Hezbollah. Yeah. Um, that northern front, I, I, I believe he said. Yes. Um, be, and so, and there's alert sirens um, being sounded in the communities next to Gaza. So he was spot on with that, and that's in in real time today. Um, today is as we're recording this. this today is Thursday, Thursday, and this program will air on Saturday. Saturday. So I'm sure by the time we get to Saturday, there's going to be more things that yeah. obviously have occurred. Um, but that's a great resource to go and 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 get up to date news. Is uh, the Twitterverse? Yeah. Um, Christians United for Israel. And friends, I mean, we just encourage you if you have students, inform your students, have conversations with them, especially if they're university students. There's so much misinformation out there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, even in downtown Dallas, there was a big, you know, we stand with Palestine and we you just don't understand what that is saying. Now, that is saying that in American streets, we are standing with the enemy mm-hmm. against the people of God. And, in, and you know, it's just like with um, Queen Esther. It's like if we don't take a stand right. now, I mean, they're coming for the enemy's coming for Christians. Right. This may this may you know, it's not just about Israel. It is about God's people. And guess what, friends, if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Christ, you are a son and daughter of the one true king, you are God's people and the enemy is after you. Well, I want to be clear here. You know, you you may stand with the innocent civilian in Palestine and you may stand with the innocent civilian in in Israel or in Lebanon for that for that matter. But but be but do not be deceived. That standing with Palestine, if you're saying you are standing with Palestine, that means you are supporting Hamas as their government, their elected government. And so, I, you know, I think it's really important to delineate between the two, mm-hmm. that you love the people of that are innocent and that are suffering through all of this, but you cannot stand with terrorists. You mm-hmm. cannot. Well, and I want to emphasize again that this is a battle of hearts and minds. Yes. Anti-Semitism has risen in the U.S. Yeah. Um, it's risen all over the globe. And that is an affront to not only that people, but to our own people. Yeah, because yeah. we fought that it, that would never happen again in World War II. Right. So I want I want people to realize that and, and think again that, that the... A little over a thousand people were killed uh, in that first day in Israel, but that's forty thousand people in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, proportionally, we need to yeah. we yeah. need to understand that, mm-hmm. and so really consider: Are you someone who is 
supportive of innocent lives dying or are you not? Right. Because that's the battleground. That's the battleground. It is. Hamas will kill anybody in order to destroy the Jews. That's their covenant. They are terrorists. Yeah, so they are, you know, realize that. we are getting ready to run out of time again. Uh-huh. And so I want to I want to read something to you. And you have to understand this, this is happening in the U.S. that people who are of Jewish descent or who have the Jewish faith are nervous and they're scared. Yeah. And this was on Facebook and it was posted by somebody who's really influential at the Texas Capitol. But he says being Jewish right now is not easy. It's painful. It's painful to watch the media print Israel as an aggressor. It's extremely painful, and there are members of the United States Congress who continue to spew anti-Semitic remarks. It's painful to watch Nazi and Hamas sympathizers have a platform. It's Mm. painful to watch parades of people around the globe calling for the destruction of Israel and the decimation of all Jewish people across the globe. It is more painful to watch mostly Ivy League schools silent on violent acts that are being committed right now. And faculty at said institutions support these acts of terrorism. For all of my friends who are reading this or who are hearing it, um, who were afforded the opportunity to attend one of those prestigious institutions, where are you? Where is your voice? Where is your courage? We are seeing disgusting 